Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. Pretty boy, Tony. It's Tuesday with Tony Cass on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, don't want to keep Tony waiting. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Tony Kennett in for Big Nige. And right now, let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Tony Katz Tuesdays with Tony. TK, how are you? I'm all right, man. What's going down? So let's start a little local here. Let's start in our own backyard. There's a bill that passed through the Education Committee at the Indiana State House yesterday by a 9-4 to four vote that would prohibit talking about sexual things to children, grades K through 3. And I looked at Channel 13's website earlier, one, because I hate myself, but number two, something caught my eye from WTHR.com. They're dubbing this Indiana's Don't Say Gay Bill. I want to get your thoughts on all of this. Uh, They're not the only ones doing this. The Indiana Democratic Party is lying. The ACLU of Indiana, in my view, uh, is is lying. Uh, It doesn't say don't say gay anywhere. It's two pages of legislation, and it simply is going to prohibit the instruction of teaching gender fluidity. Uh, amongst a couple of other things. It doesn't stop conversations from happening. It's saying that you can't engage purposeful instruction on these subjects. The real question is, why does the Indiana Democratic Party want to teach gender fluidity to kindergartners? That's weird. It's weird. They're a weird party, and they're willing to lie about it. And you had all these people at the State House yesterday screaming, we are gay. Nobody asked. <laughs> By the way, um, and, and just as a follow-up, what you think all gay people agree with this legislation? I don't know what makes these Hoosier activists, whether it's the ACLU or the Indiana Democratic Party, think that they speak for all gay Hoosiers. There are plenty of gay Hoosiers, men and women, who are like, you know what? I want to live my life the way I see fit. Children deciding their gender? That's not what I'm down for. That's not what I'm about. And you can't have my letter as part of your sloganeering and your political movement to try and make that okay. But these people are not given any respect whatsoever by the Indiana Democratic Party, by the ACLU, in my view. It's kind of disgusting that somehow if you're gay you or you're a lesbian, this is what you're okay with? That's that isn't true. That isn't factual. And I would love to see more gay Hoosiers standing up for themselves. What blows my mind is, for me, it's not even gay. I don't want sex of any kind. Straight sex, gay sex, robot sex taught to kids this young. We're talking about kindergartners through third graders. We're not talking high school. We're not even doing junior high. When I was in third grade, I was playing on my bike. I had Transformers. I liked baseball cards. At no point did gay sex or straight sex feel like something that would interest me in a classroom, Tony. When my kids were younger and we were living in California at the time and they were going to, I, I think they were really kindergarten, first grade at the time before we, before we moved to, to Indiana, um, we were walking to the school because we got to walk to the school and there was a big, big banner, a huge banner up on the fence around the school, uh, say no to drugs week, to which uh, my oldest turned to me and said, what are drugs? 
And this was an incredible moment. Look at what the school was doing. They were going to say no to drugs. But first, you had to explain to your kid what drugs were. And what if there were parents who didn't want to have that conversation just yet? Why was the school forcing this now on uh, the parents? The school does not know what is best at all times. The school does not uh, know what is best for the student at all times. The parent does. A one-size-fits-all from the school is not necessarily the best thing for your specific child. You know what is best, which is why these things should be left up to you. Is every parent great? Absolutely not. Are some parents failing their kids? Absolutely they are. But in this situation, you have the schools that are failing the kids and the parents. If you think it's okay for a kid to determine their gender, I think you're guilty of abuse. If you think that it should be codified that you keep that information from a parent, well, then you shouldn't have a job. This is a great example of why we need to break the teachers' unions. We need to change education completely in the state of Indiana. All money has to follow the student and not the teacher. And we should be clear that there – I should say not the schools, not, not necessarily the teacher. There are great teachers in the state of Indiana, fantastic teachers. I am very thrilled with, with the teachers that my kids have. Uh, but that isn't true everywhere. It isn't true of everyone. And if we're going to engage safety and security – of students, we have to put an end to the people who really think they should be dictating to uh, kids at, at this age. It's weird. These are people, I mean, some people want to call them groomers. I leave that uh, to others. I simply say it's weird that you want to teach this to kids at kindergarten, in the kindergarten level. You're weird people, and we should fight you on these subjects, and I'm so glad to see people are. Tuesdays with Tony. Tony Katz with us here on the Hammer and Nigel show. I was listening to your program earlier and you had mentioned that Tucker Carlson had received, uh, his staff had received a basically green light to look through all of the January 6th video that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans have at their arsenal here. We mentioned this earlier. I want to get your thoughts here because I don't know if I'm all in on this. I didn't care about the January 6th committee before. I really don't know if I care about what Tucker Carlson finds in his. It doesn't move the needle for me. Am I the lone ranger here, Tony? Yes. Uh, and and what I think you might be alone on is the idea that it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't move the needle for me. Like, whatever I found out from that January 6th committee wasn't going to change who I voted for. Same thing with whatever Tucker Carlson finds. I, it's not going to change. I'm not going to find this come-to-Jesus moment. Oh, my God, I have been wrong the whole time. I need to change everything that I'm doing. I think Liz Cheney and Ken Zinger's committee was a complete joke, and and there's nothing Tucker can show me that's going to make me say that it's an even bigger joke than I thought. I had so low expectations for the original January 6th committee hearings. I don't think there's anything Tucker can show me that's going to make me say, yeah, I already thought that this whole thing was a scam. I think what's important here is not what they showed you, but what they didn't. What is it that the January 6th committee chose not to show you? What video that would exonerate person X or make you question conversation or action Y did they not show you in this made-for-television event they created in night after night of coverage? That's why it's so important. Is there video coverage or video surveillance of Ray Epps? 
and his trying to gin people up to engage a riot. Were there nine other people trying to do the same? Could you see those videos and make a claim that the person that they're charging for crime X isn't actually guilty? It's this person over here. I don't condone the riots. There are some people who are going to go to jail for what they did. I, I understand this all too well. But this committee was made for TV. This committee was made to lie. This committee was made to not cover the totality. So I like the idea that we have the totality. Now, I wouldn't have given it to just Tucker alone. I'm not anti-Tucker. I, I think there are a couple other groups, organizations, people uh, who could have utilized uh, this video and gone through it and be able to share it with us. And I would like to have seen more of that. But I think this is very important stuff. I'm so cynical. And again, I get this is a me problem, but I'm so cynical. There was nothing that I saw from the original January 6th committee where I thought, oh, this is legit. I knew from the beginning that thing was smoke and mirrors. So when Tucker Carlson, if Tucker Carlson proves it, like I said, I'm not going to have this come to Jesus moment because I thought this whole thing was ridiculous to begin with. Does that make sense? Uh, for, for you, but it might be different for some other people, and it certainly could get really embarrassing for a Liz Cheney, for an Adam Kinzinger, for uh, NBC and MSNBC and CNN and CBS uh, when they've been talking this language and they are now confronted with with data that says maybe maybe you weren't given the whole story so if tucker carlson finds a smoking gun that ties ray epps into being this agent that's letting people in and trying to start it do you think the other networks mainstream media will pick up on the story or will this just be something that eh, well that's tucker carlson they will but it'll be like the new york post story it'll be two and a half years later tuesdays with tony tony katz with us one more thing before we let you go here Donald Trump still does the truth social for his social media, even though his team trying to get clearance to jump back on Facebook and Twitter. But the nicknames have already started going after Ron DeSantis, calling him Meatball. We've already got Ron DeSanctimonious. Is Trump's base starting to shrink because of the attacks on fellow Republicans right now? I think it, it shrank a little because out of sight, out of mind. Right. So, so that's that's the first one. I don't know if the nicknames necessarily do it. I find the nicknames boring as, as, as sin. As I stated on the show, if you're somebody who's really calling Ron DeSantis meatball, Ron, I'm not paying any attention to you. You're an unserious person. I would delete your tweets. I'd block you from my life. It's just embarrassing, ridiculous, pathetic embarrassing. Now, I love that Trump said, I would never call Ron DeSanctimonious Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron? I'd never call him Meatball Ron. <laughs> Who would ever say Meatball Ron about Meatball Ron? I mean, Ron DeSanctimonious. Like, he did one of those. Right, right. Oh, classic Trump. Uh, anybody who is buying into this as something of strength and value is, uh, is a ridiculous person. What's coming up on the big shows tomorrow, Tony? Uh, that is a great question. Certainly, we're going to see what's going on with House Bill uh, 1068 and how things are going to progress. The lies that continue to be told about people who um, agree with what House Bill 1068 has has to offer. Uh, and uh, we're going to see how South Park targets uh, Meghan Markle next because it's joyous. I love it. So good. I am here for it. He's on social media at Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. TK, thank you. Always. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.